and welcome to Friends and Family, the podcast where I sit down with my family and talk about friends. I'm Troy. I'm Kenna. I'm Katie. Okay. Um, if the sound sounds a little odd, we're just trying something out here. Uh, we each have our own microphone, which has not been the case uh, for these last episodes. You two have always shared a mic. Gotta smell Katie's stinky breath. <laughs> I don't stink. <laughs> so we're we're gonna try this and and see if it see if it works. So if the if the sound is a little odd, uh, that's why. Um, so we got our first review <gasps> on iTunes. We did. Is it mean? No, no, no. It's, um, we got it on December 24th, so Christmas Eve. Thank you, Santa. <laughs> it's five stars. Sweet. Wow. Because five stars would be perfection. And this is from Spike V101677, whoever that is. I don't know. Shouts out to you. Yeah, shout out to you, Spike. Shouts out. <laughs> Shouts out to you. Uh, he says this, or she, I don't know what it is. This person says, hope you guys continue this. I think all, I think you all are great and a lot of fun. So there you go. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Spike. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, so for everybody else, if you want to follow Spike's example, uh, you know, leave us a review. We and like we'll, Spike. Yeah, we do like Spike. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a shout out and. All that good stuff. Okay, let's get into it. This is Friends, Season 1, Episode 13, The One with the Boobies. Uh, this episode first aired on January 19th, 1995. It's directed by Alan Meyerson, and IMDb gives it an 8.5 out of 10. Can I have a summary for us? I sure do. Okay, go ahead. So somebody walks in and sees Rachel's top half and Joey's dad has a secret that Joey shares with his friends. There you go. All right. So let's get to the opening here. We're at Monica and Rachel's. Uh, Chandler walks in. Uh, he eats something. He walk, yeah. He walks into the apartment. He eats something. Uh, goes to the fridge. You can see Rachel in the bathroom. Uh, in the mirror, she's drying her hair. She's clearly topless. Uh, Chandler gets in the fridge. Rachel walks out with a towel wrapped around her waist. Chandler drops some yogurt, and they see each other, and they both freak out. Has this ever happened to you guys before? This sort of thing. Probably with our dad more often than not when we were younger. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't uh, think it's just... ever happened to me. Really? Mm-mm. Hmm. All right. I'm just curious. Um. So Rachel starts going off on on Chandler. She says, "You know, you don't knock. They just barge in. Don't have any privacy." And Chandler's trying to, you know, interrupt and say, "Can I just can I just say one thing?" <laughs> says the because she's covering herself with a um quilt or blanket basically says that quilt has basically a relatively open weave and i can still see your nippular area <laughs> as he says 
why is she so shocked that they're there? They're there all the time. She shouldn't be. Like, why are you not in, like, a full, like, <laughs> towel? She's yeah. in, like, a half towel. It's not even, like, a full towel. Yeah. And you've seen both her and Monica in robes. That's right. That's true. And then, it, I don't know why she's freaking out so much, because for the rest of the episode, she seems basically fine. Yeah. Like, she even gets annoyed when, when he says, you know, that she has nice boobies instead of saying that they're magnificent or something. <laughs> so, I don't know. Anyway, um, so she storms off. Uh, then we get the credits. Then we're at Central Perk. Phoebe comes in with a new, new boyfriend. And this is when we have our first guest star alert, uh, which Katie will tell us about. It's coming. Okay, his name is Fisher Stevens. Mm-hmm. Plays Roger. Born November 27th, 1963. 105 acting credits, 45 producer credits, and 25 director credits. Wow, okay, nice. Um, he is best known for sh- Short Circuit mm-hmm. 1 and 2, um, Hackers, and Super Mario Bros. The 1993. Oh, that's right. He was in that. He was one of the stupid sidekicks. Wow, that movie was terrible. I was going to say, it didn't get a great review on IMDb. No. (laughs) I saw that movie in the theaters. I was only like two when that came out. So I still wasn't alive. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) We're getting there. Yeah, I was. My brother and I went and saw that. Andy and I went, went and watched that piece of turd that it is um so uh yeah they come in he's uh, a therapist um and phoebe wants him to tell monica and rachel about one of his patients uh how she thinks things or other things i'm pretty sure that's against the law somehow for a I therapist think, i think it's HIPAA. Yeah. Like HIPAA violation. To be talk- You have to share like personal information. So like if he said a name, then it's violating HIPAA. But I think if it's I had a patient mm. I think it's different. I, I it just feels like a very gray area. Well, there. I I have a story though. Okay. When I was pregnant with my twins, I was in the hospital a lot. Yeah. It was a free term labor. And one of the nurses up there knew one of the other nurses at no, Ogden Regional, mm-hmm. where Josh's cousins work. And she was saying how if I kept coming up to the hospital, like DCFS would like show up and take my twins right when they were born. Because I kept going up for like preterm labor. Really? And so this information got passed around and from like both hospitals and then they all got in trouble because of HIPAA. Huh. That's, so they got in trouble. Oh, yeah. Both nurses who were talking back and forth. And then somehow my mother-in-law found out about it. That's how I knew about it. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I've never heard something like that yeah. happening. I think if it's any kind of information like that, like personal, it has to stay between patient and right. whomever. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, there is such a thing as doctor-patient confidentiality, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Unless if it, an extreme case, like if you tell your therapist that you murdered somebody or, you know, something right? like that. I just went crazy. Yeah. Then he, they have to say it. But anyway, 
I just thought that was a little, little weird. Um, also, it it seems that Phoebe seems to be attracted to intellectuals, very smart guys, because this guy's a therapist. David's a scientist, so she's attracted to intelligent people. I thought was interesting because she's so annoyed by Ross. Like, you think then she wouldn't go for intelligent guys then? Maybe it's just Ross. Hmm. Mm. Um. So, uh, Rachel asks if any if anybody wants anything. Uh, Chandler starts to say. Yeah, I would like, and she cuts him off and says, nope, we're out of that. Um, she ignores him. Roger asks what's going on. Uh, and Chandler says uh, that she's still mad at him because he saw her boobies. Uh, and, of course, Ross gets upset and asks, uh, what was he doing seeing her boobies? Chandler says it was an accident, not like he was sitting across the street with a telescope and a box of donuts. Um... And then Rachel, you know, she wants she wants to change the subject. And Phoebe goes, yeah, these aren't her boobies. These are her breasts. <laughs> She's like, no, I was hoping for more of a change. Um, uh, Chandler says he doesn't know why she's embarrassed. They're very nice boobies. Uh, and Rachel gets offended, basically, by this comment. They uh, saying, well, mittens are nice. You know, I mean, what, what was he supposed to say in that moment? What was he supposed to say? Anyway, um, so he makes a rock and a hard place joke. Uh, Roger laughs and says, you know, he thinks he's very funny, um, but he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't want to be there when the laughter stops. Um, and it's at this point, I actually did notice something in the background. At three minutes and seven seconds, there's two women sitting at a table. One has a magazine, and she's talking to the other person about the magazine. And she holds the magazine to the, the person. And it's like she's showing her like a picture or something. Yeah, there's nothing there. <laughs> she's just pointing to some random thing. Thought that was funny. First and last appearance on Friends. Mm -hmm. Better make it count. Magazine. Yep. Um... So Chandler asks what he means by that comment. Um, and he says that uh, he, he seems that he uses his humor to keep people at a distance. Um, then he asks if, you know, he's an only child, parents divorced before puberty. Chandler's like, yeah, how did you know that? He's like, it's textbook. Um, so Chandler's basic. I couldn't ever date a shrink like that. No. I'd get too irritated. Well, I mean, if they kept their work and personal life separate and didn't analyze everything and everybody, that might be okay, but, you know. I don't think they can help it. I think it's mm. always trying to analyze everything mm. around them. Like vegans, always trying to bring it into the conversation. Hate vegans. <laughs> um. So... That's when uh, Joey enters with his dad, and we get our next guest star. Okay, this is Robert. His last name's very hard. Costananzo? Costananzo. Okay. Okay, he was born on October 20th, 1942 in New York. 
Um, he has 295 acting credits, three producer credits, and two director credits. Okay. He is best known for Total Recall, Die mm. Hard 2, Saturday Night Fever. All right. Yeah. Interesting. So he was in Die Hard 2. That's funny. Um, Given Joey's predilection for that movie. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, they come in and Joey senior, which I guess Joey Tribbiani is Joey Tribbiani junior. Yeah. Right. I didn't know that until I went back and rewatched these. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's senior. So that means Joey's junior. So he's Joey Tribbiani junior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't click until just, mm-hmm. you know. The and I think that's why Joey always thinks Joey is his family name. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. So technically, he's not wrong. That's true. Um. So, uh, he he says, "Oh, I don't know this one," and he shakes Roger's hand, and uh, he asks Phoebe, "You know what happened to the puppet guy? Something bad happened with that puppet guy because that's a that's a, that's a sore spot." Um. So Phoebe gets upset. Then he asks Ross, how's the wife? Um, Clearly, Joey isn't talking to his dad that much at all. If he didn't know that Ross got divorced at this point. Right? Um, Then he turns to Chandler. And he's like, say something funny. And Chandler just mm, stone face. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about bad timing walking into yeah. that situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So now we're back at we're not back, but now we're at Joey and Chandler's. Uh, Joey Senior is talking on the phone. Joey grabs it, thinking it's his mom. Turns out it isn't. Uh, because he says oh, I made the appointment with Doctor Esposito. I think he said. And he's like, do you know this? Is- this isn't mom. Um, so then we, we cut to Joey is now cooking, which I thought this was supposed to be late. Cause that's what his dad says. It's getting really late. Uh, apparently not that late. Cause Joey's making like all the sauce. <laughs> um, so he, uh, his dad says that her name is Ronnie. She's a pet mortician. Uh, Joey asks how long this has been going on. Um, and he says, remember when I used to take you to the ship, the Navy shipyard, look at all the big ships. And Joey says, since then? It's like, no, it's only been six years. Just want to put a nice memory in your head. Um, so, you know, I wasn't always such a terrible guy. So, uh, Joey Sr. asks if um, he's ever been in love. Joey says he doesn't know. Where he said, well, then you haven't. Um, uh, he then points and says, you're burning your tomatoes. And Joey responds, you're one to talk. <laughs> thought that was kind of a funny joke. A couple of things I noticed about yes. the apartment. Yes. If you look behind Joey, there is a bottle of mustard. Okay. Like, you know, the school bottles of mustard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is the mustard not in the fridge? Do you not keep your mustard in the fridge? <sighs> I think that's one of those things like butter, where it's kind of a preference thing. Ketchup? 
Well, mustard is like mainly vinegar and mustard seeds. Is it? So yeah. it should be in the fridge? Not with vinegar. I mean... Not with... Okay. Should used lightly. Yeah. It's like hot sauce. It has so much vinegar in it, but it says to refrigerate it after opening. Like, I know some people who don't keep their eggs in the fridge. Mm-hmm. That's weird. That is weird, because I feel like they have to be in the fridge. Yeah, I think... <clears throat> I don't know. There's a lot of cultural differences, though. I keep my butter in the fridge. Well, in, in the house, you know, I grew up in, we kept, like, everything in the fridge. <laughs> right. <laughs> Butter, mayo, mustard, ketchup, eggs, everything. What about bread? bread? I was going to say, my bread is on the counter. I don't put it in the fridge. I can see putting bread in the fridge because it does seem to last longer. Through my experience, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I remember... I don't know if you guys remember this, but my grandma, instead Which of the uh, grandma call. Okay. <laughs> um, she used to keep everything in the freezer. Remember everything. that? I don't remember yeah. that. Like she kept her bread in the freezer. Yeah. And like, she put it in the microwave. Mm-hmm. Well. And she kept her chips in the fridge. She did? She oh, did. oh, Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that. Do you remember her putting, I'm going down a rabbit hole now, um, putting ice cubes. She would put ice cubes in my chocolate milk. And I mm-hmm. thought it was the strangest thing ever. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I forgot she did that. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Also, um, sorry, in the apartment, yeah. the workout bench is gone. Yes, it is. And there's a creepy clown cookie That's jar. That's what I was going to say. That sorry. was the only thing in the background <laughs> that I noticed was that. Weird, creepy clown mm-hmm. on the microwave. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I noticed that too. Is it a cookie jar or is it like? I think it's a cookie jar. What is with all the cookie jars? I don't know. Was it like a thing in the nineties to decorate with? We had a cookie jar. We had a Taz mm-hmm. cookie jar, mm-hmm. and he was like a football player, and you mm-hmm. take off the helmet, and that's You'd how you get in. Always have a cookie jar in your house. Mm-hmm. Did it have the M M&M and M ones eventually? Yeah, the M M&M and M ones. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's not really a thing anymore. Cookie it's jars not. aren't really a thing. No. And I think it's because nobody put anything in them. Yeah, you don't really make homemade cookies anymore either. Because really, that's what it was for. I just made cookies. Did you? But would like you put them week? in a cookie jar? Yeah. Better than putting them in a Ziploc bag. Do you have a cookie jar? No. Oh. I feel like they'd still go stale. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those. it's one of those things where... Like, again, like the culture thing. Yeah. Culture thing. Or, like, you people would have them, like, in the 50s and 60s. So like they just kind of. A bread box. And a, yeah, a bread box. Yeah. My dad had one of those for the longest time. They're still at Walmart. Are they? That's yeah. weird. Yeah, I was going to get one. Just and a I didn't. box to put the bread in? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Weird. I will say, going down another rabbit hole here. One of the smartest things I've ever seen about keeping somebody keeping their bread is they had um, a long Tupperware, like a rectangular Tupperware that they put the bread loaf in and then they take the package and kind of spread it over the sides and then put the lid on on Tupperware. Yeah. And so when you get bread, if it goes to get down, you just grab the sides and pull it and the bread would come up. I like that better than keeping it on the counter. I thought that was a cool idea. Mm-hmm. 
I've never done it. I mean, this was like 25 years ago, so I've never done it, but I Do thought it was a cool idea. That cracker container that grandma has is meant to be used like that, but with crackers. Probably. <laughs> and we've just always filled it up with crackers without a wrapper. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hmm. You're probably right. Um, all right. Where are we? Where are we here? Uh, let's see. Sorry, I lost my place. Lost my place. Um, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're back at Monica and Rachel's. Um, Joey's talking to everybody about finding this out about his dad. And he says that it's like finding out if your dad was living this double life. Like if he was a spy in the CIA, which he said, that'd be cool. Um, and then Rachel starts to ask, you know, why, when do parents stop being parents? You know, uh, why, you know, when do they just start being normal people? And she looks over at Chandler and Chandler's just staring at her chest. Um, Rachel asks, why can't you stop staring, <laughs> staring at my breasts? Uh, because apparently Chandler is nine years old. What? So. What? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so Ross says that there's only one way to make this right. Says they're all adults here. There's only one way to make this right. Since you saw her boobies, you have to show her your pee-pee. <laughs> I watched this episode with Jaden, mm -hmm. and he says that that is not a fair trade. Mm, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I would agree too. Do you agree? Is that a fair trade? I would say yeah. I don't think it's a fair trade. What else are you, what else? Because, like, a man without a shirt is no big deal. Mm hmm. But a I woman say... without a shirt is like, everybody's like, wow, look at her chest. So. But... But yeah, what I else think are you going to look at on a guy? Stupid, but... Yeah, Their butt cheeks? That's what ew, I'm saying, because no. I think I think that would be more embarrassing for them. Hmm. No, because But it's men not have, as violating. But men have this thing about, like, length and girth. You're right. <laughs> I feel like. And right. I feel like if they're not secure in that, they're very, like, I don't want anybody to see it. Hmm. Like, they're very insecure about it. I know... Of a lot of guys who are very insecure about that part of their body, just like women are sometimes with their boobies, hmm. very insecure about their boobies. I, I just still don't think it equates because everybody do. has something between them. So I feel like it doesn't it doesn't equate. Interesting. In my brain, I don't know what the answer is. But I was going to ask, what do you what? What would be maybe the maybe bottom because it's embarrassing, but, but how is that embarrassing to see a guy's naked tush? Because some people are just very private, but you wouldn't be that private about <laughs> your pee pee. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that equates. I don't think you would have to show. I would say yes. Hmm. Interesting. I don't think it equates. I mean, I agree. I, I don't think it's a one-to-one -one comparison. Um, I think a more decent apology mm, is the more grown-up thing to do. I would agree. Because he didn't agree. really apologize. Right. Because you're kind of saying that the boobies are basically like 
the same as like seeing someone's genitalia, which it's it's not. It's not. It's not. But what I'm saying is, um, something on a man. You don't have anything else to show. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have nothing else. I know That's what a man's enough. bare chest looks like. Uh, I know what their stomach looks like. Okay. I know what their tush looks like. So half the guys who bend over, you can see their backside. Sure. Because you know pants. Yeah, pants are hard for some guys. Yeah. yeah. So what, the belt. what I can't see I would say. is your ding dong. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're, not, you're not saying. like ding dong? Not like that word? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I can see both sides of the argument here. But I do love the joke tit for tat. That's a good joke. Oh, that's a good one. I like that joke <laughs> too. I was going to bring that up. Every single mm-hmm. time without fail. Yep. Yep, because Rachel says, come on, tit for tat. And he says, well, I'm not showing you my tat. That was a, <laughs> a good joke. Um, I would... I, I, never mind, I'm not going to go down that that, that road. <laughs> I forget what podcast I'm on sometimes. Um, so, <laughs> so then, this is when uh, Phoebe and Roger uh, buzz in and... Uh, uh, Chandler admits, like, oh, good, Raj is here. And uh, that's when Chandler says that he kind of hates him. Yeah. Um, and it's this is actually a really funny moment because Raj says, yeah, he's a little, you know, he's not that bad. I mean, he's a little overanalytical, but, you know, that's who he is. And then we immediately cut to now Ross is arguing with him, saying, you know, well, okay, see, that's where you're wrong. Why would I marry her if I thought at any point she was a lesbian? And uh, Roger's like, I don't know. You know, maybe overshadow, uh, or what do you say? Overcompensate. Um, how does he put that? Uh, I guess like failures for the sibling. Like, yeah. Something like that. To to compensate so that the failures of so the sibling doesn't look like much of a failure in the eyes of a of the parents or something like that that's when monica steps in she's like what go back to that sibling thing um and so now now again again arguments going on and and uh <laughs> ross basically says hey i married a Tells Monica, I married a lesbian to make you look good. Um, so, <laughs> so then after that, we cut over to, oh, the mummy mug is gone, by the way. Yeah, you notice? Yeah. yeah. Now it's the smiley face. Mm-hmm. Well, and the big spoon. Remember that big jar she had that said spoons? Yes. That's gone too. That's gone too. Yep. Oh, wait. I did have one more background thing. Yes. And it's from this episode, so I want to get it out. Before. Okay. It's gone because it was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. We get a new shot at the coffee house and you see that stained glass lamp kind of by the bathrooms. It's the same lamp in the intro. That oh, they the light on. is it? Mm-hmm. Huh. And I think it's the only time that they put it in the show. But I'm going to look for it now. I never noticed that before. <laughs> okay. Um. So now we see Roger is talking to Rachel. And Rachel is crying about the Weebles. What are the Weebles? It is a real thing. I'm glad you asked. I was just going to tell you. Weebles 
debuted in 1971 by Hasbro. Hasbro Play School. Mm -hmm. They are egg-shaped toys that have a weight in the bottom. So, I mean, they're for, they're for toddlers, so you can hit them, knock them over, and they'll never knock over. They'll always bounce back up. They're egg they're like I've seen weebles. I yeah. just didn't know that they were called weebles. Yeah. So, and that's where the motto comes in. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Oh, cute. Yeah. Um, so, Roger starts to console Rachel, then immediately jumps up to leave. Um, before they... Oh, this part always bothered me. When he, you know, he's telling Phoebe, you know, we're going to be late. We're going to be late. Come on, we're going to be late. It's like, chill out, dude. You know, that always bothered me for some reason. It bothered me, too, and it bothers me how you can see it, that Phoebe wants to comfort Rachel. Yeah. And he's just like, okay, let's go. Yeah. I ruined their lives. Yep. Now let's go. They're all spiraling. Yep. I'm ready to leave. Um, it does seem like he does that on purpose, right? Yeah, kind of. He likes to leave people spiraling. He doesn't mm. help them solve the problem. He's like, this is what's wrong with you. Bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, now, before they leave, though, Roger tells Monica, because she and Ross are sitting there eating Fig Newtons, um, and he says, go easy on the cookies. Remember, they're just food. They're not love. I got so mad. I think that is the meanest comment ever. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because you know Monica probably told him about her years as, as a fat child, and so, Yeah. Let her eat a cookie. Yeah. And it's a Fig Newton. It's the worst kind of cookie. Exactly. It's not like she's Yuck. she's chowing down on a box of Oreos no, or something. She was literally picking at it. Yeah. Like, you could tell that she was still spiraling, picking at a cookie, and then he tells her to slow down on the cookies. I would have yeah. thrown cookies, too. Yeah. Roger's terrible. I don't like him. <laughs> um, so, now we're in the hallway. Uh, Joey and Chandler walk out and they see a woman sitting in front of the door reading and we got another guest star alert. Okay. Lee Garrington plays okay. Ronnie. Mm-hmm. She was born July 20th, 1953 in New Jersey. She has 231 acting credits, two producer credits, and one director credit. Mm. Um, she is best known for The Sum of All Fears, Sneakers, Psycho 2, and Dante's Peak. And she was on Seinfeld. Of course. She played Claire. She played Claire in Seinfeld. Don't ask because I don't watch that show, but a lot of these extras were (laughs) on Seinfeld. Yes. (laughs) I'm starting to notice. Yep. Um, So then if she's from New Jersey, then her accent is authentic then. She was born in New Jersey, but then like immediately after they moved to Texas. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit of a put on. Um, so, uh, Joey asks if they can help her. She says that she's waiting for Joey Tribbiani. Uh, Joey responds that I'm Joey Tribbiani. She gets excited. She said, no, she meant big Joey. And she introduced herself as Ronnie and Joey freezes. Uh, she offers him a cheese nip and Chandler says that Joey is having an embolism, but he'll take a nip. Do you guys prefer cheese nips or cheese its? No. I think they're gross. Either. All of them. But the only drink that I can have with them is water. Really? Oh, I love cheese crackers and water. Mm-hmm. Takes me back to my childhood. And it's the only thing from my childhood that still tastes like it. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. Cheese crackers and water. We used to dip them in nursery. Gross. Isn't that gross? That's gross. We'd dip them in the water and then eat them. My kids do that with pretzels. Mm. <laughs> like pretzel sticks. Kids are gross. Kids are gross. Um, so, um, now we're in Joey and Chandler's apartment. Ronnie's on the couch with Chandler, talking about how people like to have their pets displayed. Um, Joey, 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 <clears throat> Chandler. So that's Joey and Chandler's celebrity name, Joey. Um, Chandler says that if he goes first, um, he wants to be looking for his keys. Uh, so that's when Joey Senior comes in, um, and asks why Ronnie's there. She says that she brought him his good hair for his meeting. Uh, the next day. Um, so that's when, after a bit of discussion, uh, Ronnie and Joey Sr. decide that they're going to leave. Uh, Joey says no, because if they go to a hotel, they're going to be doing stuff. But if they stay there, then he can keep an eye on them. Also, shame on Joey's dad for having not an ounce of shame. Not even in front of Joey, like he's calling her babe, talking about going to a hotel, all in front of Joey, and he knows Joey's upset about it. Yeah. Because he just found out. Just found out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. And we have already seen Joey get defensive about his mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And watching, continuing watching this episode, you know, Joey Sr. doesn't have any shame no no not at all i don't love joey senior um so joey says that uh his dad will stay in his room and then ronnie will stay in chandler's room um and this is one of those this is how much i watched this episode on the dvds because i paused it and then wrote down what the next line I thought was going to be. Nope. That was, that was a line they cut out for broadcast. Cause uh, Chandler in the DVDs asks, and Chandler will be, he'll say, and Joey oh, says, yeah. bunking up with me on the hide bed. Chandler says, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Chandler yeah. says, Ooh, bunking up. You smell s'mores. Don't be alarmed. It's not in this. No. Wasn't in the not. broadcast. But, one of my favorite jokes is which is the next lines. Oh, okay. Which is when he goes, "Come on, Ronnie, I'll show you to my room." And she goes, "Okay, thanks." And it's like that's so nice to not hear thanks, but it's been a long night or something like that, but yeah. It makes me giggle. Yeah. Um so uh that's when Joey tells his dad that it's basically time for him to change. He needs to come clean, either break it off with Ronnie or tell his mom, the truth. So that's when we cut to Joey and Chandler are now sleeping on the pullout couch. Joey keeps kicking because he's trying to get comfortable and says that he can't sleep in his underwear. Uh, Chandler says, well, you're gonna. <laughs> um, Chandler is sleeping in socks like a psycho. Um, but that's just my thing. That's my thing, too. But did you also notice that their PJs match? Do they? Mm-hmm. I didn't notice they're that. They're kind of opposite colors, but they're blue, orange, and white. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
<laughs> um, so, uh, Joey admits that he's worried that he'll end up like his dad because he's seeing all these girls, girls on top of girls. Uh, and Chandler says that he's not, he's, he's not him. Um, he said, you know, he decided, uh, when people were pressuring him to go into his dad's pipe fitting business, you know, he decided to instead go into the out of work actor business, which was slight dig, but that's okay. Um, and, uh, he also says that he knows that when the right girl comes along, that Joey will have the courage and the guts to say, no, thanks. I'm married was a good joke i like that joke Which that was a good joke brings me to say though real quick yes I cannot, when did you realize that your parents were people like they actually have real world problems you know what i mean they're dealing with things just like immediately <laughs> when as soon as i shot out of the womb um no, i've always seen them as real people really i think it's because they were very transparent about what they were going through they didn't try to be like, I'm this perfect person, and that's how I want you to perceive me. Well, you have the same parents. Do you agree? No. Yeah. When, when did you think then? Uh, when did you find that when out? when I got to high school. Hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe I just paid attention to them. Just because <laughs> I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, which well, is our well, parents. Well, not. Yeah, let's not. But she did try to like keep us away from the drama. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I was like, okay, well, she you know she's just mom, right? You know, but maybe so, it's just me. So that maybe when Kenna and Kylie came along, she was just like, yeah, she didn't yeah. care so much yeah. about keeping them away. But that's how I am with my kids. I don't know I, if it was necessarily the drama, but I do think I was a percep- a perceptive child who paid mm. attention. Okay. I noticed little things. I think for me, it was when I start getting older and she would give me advice and I would sometimes be like, that's not good advice. Like that, that doesn't help me. I'm like, Oh, Hmm. Okay. So she's not always right. Interesting. Interesting. Although don't tell her I said that. I don't know. Like I, I don't want my kids to see me struggle. I put on, I don't let them see that, I guess. I think it's healthy for kids to see. Because if they get this idea that their parents are like these superhumans, I guess I'll say. Yeah. Then I think some kids do go through this crushing moment, becoming an adult and going, oh, wow, the amount of work that they had to put in to keep that up for me. Yeah. And I think some kids start to feel guilty from it. I've seen it, like where people will feel guilty almost later in life. Hmm. Interesting. That their parents felt like they had to do that. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting thought, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So we're back at Monica and Rachel's. Um. They're sitting down. It's the morning. They're eating breakfast. There's a knock on the door. Monica answers, it's Ronnie. Ronnie asks if she can use Monica's shower because Chandler's in theirs. Monica says, sure, who are you? This is so weird, right? It is. 
It is. But you know that that was set up by Joey, right? He said, oh, yeah. oh you can go across the street and use theirs. It'll be fine. Because to Joey, that's, that's nothing wrong with that. It's just Monica and Rachel. They won't care. Why can't she just go home? Or just wait. Right? Until the shower's free. Like She doesn't seem like she's got anything going on. Mm-mm. No. Just go home. No. That's what I would say. Um, so she comes in. Rachel asks Ronnie how long Chandler's been in the shower. She says about five minutes. And then Rachel leaves um, to, you know, go see him in the shower. Uh, so now we're at Joey and Chandler's. Uh, Rachel heads to the guy's bathroom uh, and says, Chandler Bing, it's time to see your thing. Which is, I don't like that rhyme at all. <laughs> um, she opens the door and pulls back the curtain. And it's Joey. And they both freak out. Joey Jr. It's weird that I have to say that. Um, Chandler comes out and Rachel says that he was supposed to be uh, in the shower so she could see his thing. And Chandler says, sorry, my thing was in there with me. Um, And this whole time, Joey's dad is just watching this like, okay. Like, this is what happens around here? All right. Um... So now we're at Central Park. Uh, Phoebe comes in and says that Roger is having a dinner and would like to invite them. So apparently he... They don't like him, but I, I guess Roger is okay with them. He seems to be anyway. Or he just enjoys tearing them apart and wants to do that some more. I don't know. Um, so then, uh, the rest act kind of weird. Phoebe asks what's going on and they all admit that they hate Roger. Uh, Phoebe asks if it's just because, you know, how perspective he is, how deep he is. And they say, no, no, we hate him. We hate him. So then we're back at Joey and Chandler's. Uh, Joey, Joey is trying to put the pullout bed back. Uh, when there's a knock at the door, he answers it and it's his mom and she hands him a bag of groceries and then hits him upside the head. Then we have a guest star alert. Ow, big ring. <laughs> that is my favorite. Okay. This is Brenda Vaccaro. Born November 18th, 1939 in Brooklyn. Oh, my thumb is in the way. She has 107 acting credits, and she is known for Midnight Cowboy, Apricorn One, and Zorro, the Gay Blade, hmm. and Supergirl. Supergirl, huh? There you go. Um, she wants to know why he filled uh, his dad's head with all that garbage about making things right. Um, Joey asked if she knew. And she said that she did because of the dumb excuses he would come up with, like, I'm sleeping over at my accountant's. Mm. Um, she says nothing used to make him happy. Now he's finally happy because he has a hobby. Okay. <laughs> um, Joey asked what, what she's talking about, respectfully. Uh, and she says, in a perfect world, there'd be no her. And his dad would look like Sting. Um, 
Also, that he's been so ashamed about what he's been doing. It's like every day is their anniversary, and she's upset that that's been ruined. Uh, Joey says that he just did what she thought, uh, or what he thought she would want, and so she asked if he saw her. She, he says yes. Says you're ten times prettier. Um, then his mom asked if she could take her. He says, yeah, I came with this ring, no contest. Uh, kind of a sweet scene between mother and son there. It is a sweet scene, but I hate the writing of this episode basically just justifying an affair. Mm. Okay. Because I just, I don't see that happening. And I feel like the show is painting it as like, a, everybody wins. But that's not typically how marital affairs go. No, not so much. No. No. No wife is going to be jumping up and down for joy that her husband's having an affair. I mean, they have been married presumably for a very long time. So, I don't I know. I feel like that would hurt worse. Mm. Well, not if he's a bitter, angry man all the time. And now he's not. And they're staying together just for the sake of I think I would be angry. Children. Hmm. I think I would be angrier because I'd be like, She's the one who brings you happiness and peace. I'm not. You were grumpy and angry before she came along, and now you're right. Right. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Exactly. This whole affair just... I don't like the writing of that. Hmm. Ah, Interesting. Um, So, now we're back at Central Park. Um, It's it's, uh, Phoebe and Roger sitting on the couch. Um, he asks her what's wrong. She says nothing. So he invites her to lay his head, her head down in his lap. Uh, she admits that her friends don't like him. Um, she says that they think he's intense and creepy. Um, and he says that he's not surprised because that's what you get in a dysfunctional group dynamic. Um, and he begins to break down and say how much basically her friends annoy him. He kind of has a bit of a bit of a meltdown with the, with the big cups. Would you guys tell them if your friends hated them? I feel like that's an unnecessary jab. Yeah. Well, not when you're as close with your friends as they are. I mean, I think this is what we're missing a little bit is how close these six are. And they're like family to each other. Mm. Phoebe has mm. no family besides doing it down the line. And so she thinks of these guys as her her family. And so, yeah, you know, if they don't like him, then she's going to have an issue yeah. with it. And Phoebe has always been brutally honest. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's just her. So I just think that it's strange that she told him. Yeah. I, it, I like, mean, it is. told them. I think it's strange that she told Roger, hey, my friends don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know if I would even do that if my family didn't like the person I was dating. I don't mm. think I could just be like, hey, they hate you. Yeah. That just feels mean. Unless you're in the middle of a heated argument and want to throw that in there just to yeah. jab at them. Not that, I, not that I would know what that's like. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. <clears throat> anyway. Um, so we're back at Monica and Rachel's. Um, they're all sitting around eating pizza and Joey says that his dad is going to continue. See, this is where I was confused. So, 
he says that his dad is going to continue on with the affair and his mom is going to continue to pretend she doesn't know about it. But the whole reason that his mom showed up in the first place, I thought, was because his dad came clean. She showed up because, well, no, yeah, he did. Right. Yeah. So maybe they, those two talked about it and they were like, this was working, so... So he's going to continue. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. She's so going to pretend she doesn't know. Maybe he told her, I'm, I'm going to stop. But she knows that he's not. Mm-hmm. And Joey gave his dad the thumbs up to keep doing it. Interesting. So then things can just go back to normal. Right, 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 right. I, don't know, I just thought that was weird. Um, he says that the parents, you know, at some point you have to let them make their own mistakes, even if you know better. Uh, Rachel says that in a couple years, they're going to become them. And Chandler says if he turns into his parents, he'll either be an alcoholic blonde chasing after 20-year-old boys, or he'll be his mom. Um, Phoebe comes in and admits that she broke up with Roger because she also agrees she hates that guy. Do you also notice right before that scene ends, Phoebe was going for a piece of pizza? I was going to point that out, yeah. She goes for pizza. Mm-hmm. With pepperoni on it. And, and cheese. cheese. Oh, so wait. Did you guys see how Monica and Rachel were eating their pizzas? No, I missed that. Oh, my gosh. They tore them up, like, while they're talking. You know how, like, you would tear up, like, mm-hmm. a label? Yeah, yeah. You can tell that they're nervously tearing up this pizza <laughs> and just putting, like, little crumbs in their mouth. Okay. See, I had a thing about this, and this is... This, again, this is the 90s. So I have a thought about this, too. And they were very fat-phobic in the 90s. And so women didn't eat. It was all about this slim figure. Heroin and so, chic. So when women ate, they ate smaller portions, if none at all. This is how this was the 90s. And that's not like how it is today. See, I saw it differently. Knowing what I do of how, you know, movies and TV shows are made... If they were to have a slice and just eat it, they would have to do that again and again and again and again, take after take after take. So I've heard from a lot of actors that when you do have to eat, you do take tiny little bites or, you know, you kind of move your food around and not really eat it. So you don't have to keep eating constantly. I think they just should have given them a new piece because both of them, it was just like shredded, like not even all the way torn off, just like yeah. pieces hanging so, off. Yeah, it could like be that and then just with like the scene itself. I don't yeah. know. But yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Try to look for it if you watch it again. Cause it's, it's funny. Hmm. It just looks weird. Um, so then we get to the end credits. We're at uh, um, Monica and Rachel's. Joey walks in. Phoebe asks what's going on. Uh, Joey says, clear the tracks for the booby payback express. Next stop, Rachel Green. He walks into the bathroom and accidentally sees Monica. So then we quickly cut back over to Joey and Chandler's. Monica walks in uh, into their apartment to see Joey, but ends up seeing his dad. And back to old no shame thing, he doesn't care at all. He just says hi. I have another story about someone I saw nude. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember when we were up in Oregon? Yes. And um, 
I was sitting on the floor with Dixie in their bedroom, mm-hmm. and Ted was in the bathroom cleaning the bathroom. Apparently, he cleans the bathroom nude. And she told Ted, don't come out of the bathroom. Katie's in here. He came out of the bathroom in all his glory, and I cannot look at Ted the same way anymore. <laughs> Every time I look at Ted, I want to cry because <laughs> it just scarred me for Well, life. me too, but for different re- reasons. Oh! <sighs> and everybody mocked me relentlessly yeah. the whole time we were there. How did I miss that? Well, we went, I don't remember we that. We went to lunch like shortly after that. Mm-hmm. And then somehow Aaron found out and... Well, probably because Dixie thought it was funny, and so she told everybody. Was not funny. Yeah. Yeah. My eyes burned for days. Yeah. I saw, I saw my grandma call nude. Ugh. Yeah. It was an accident. I was young. I would always stay over at their house, and I was. It was almost time for me to go, and she was in the laundry room. I think changing, so I just walked in, just saw the back. She didn't know I was there, and I just Why walked, does this always walked happen back to, out. To young kids. I don't. I this don't is know. why I always teach my kids to knock. If there is a door That's shut, that's usually <laughs> you the knock. thing. Is is kids don't have adult brains without that experience of what happens mm-hmm. behind closed doors that they have to learn to knock mm-hmm. by seeing something that they don't. Knock and wait for an answer. Yeah, that's this is what I'm teaching my four year old. Yeah. You have to knock and you have to wait. Yes. If no one answers, you leave. Yeah. Because he is just the kind of kid that just will walk in. Right, right, right. Because right. you know he's four. And I, you know, I mean, when you're four, I mean, it's not that's not too bad. You know, if you're gonna see your parents naked, I mean, you know, four year old's not gonna care. But I was like nine. Oh. <laughs> Eight or See, nine. I was like, what, That's 12? Mm, yeah. 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 Not the same after that. Not the same. Yeah. Yeah. I saw my grandpa call as well. But anyway. So, <clears throat> let's get to the uh, worst and best friend of the episode. What do you guys think? I had two ideas. Okay. But I want to remember. Well, I'll make sure we get to this because last episode, I forgot how to do it myself afterwards so for me it's either joey or chandler joey kept for worst okay. for best oh for best okay <laughs> because joey kept trying to get his dad to do the right thing mm-hmm. and chandler was really helpful with joey i think okay. i liked his little speech to joey about how he's not his dad i would say joey just because i think the story was more focused on him mm-hmm. okay interesting um, what do you say, Katie? I had a hard time with this one. Okay. I really, because you, again, you have split stories mm-hmm. with nude revenge and <laughs> like parents nude revenge. parents. Sounds like a book Chandler's mom would write. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. If I had to pick, it'd probably be Chandler. Interesting. 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 Um, you barely saw Phoebe in this episode. She was yeah. barely in it. You barely see Ross, too. Yeah, that's right. You barely see Ross, which is fine. Um, <laughs> I, 
I would, I would, I would have to say Joey. It seems like I always disagree with you, Katie, but I, I would have to say Joey just because we just saw more of his story. Yeah, it was very Joey. Yeah. I will feature. say I have multiples of the worst. Okay. All right. Let's get into that then. So not Chandler because his truly was an accident, but everybody who purposely non-consensually walks in on their friends. Right. They're the worst. Right, right, right. That's right, not right. okay. Nude revenge. Hmm. Well, we gotta, we gotta narrow it down, though. Um. Who's the one that that kicked all that off? I'm gonna say Rachel. Rachel. Rachel, Rachel? kicked it off because mm-hmm. she did it to Joey first. That's right, she, Chandler. That's right, Chandler was an accident. Chandler was an accident. She was gonna do it on purpose right. while in the shower. You're trapped. You can't even run anywhere. Right. Okay. Okay. But yeah. I would say Rachel then. Because she was the one that kicked off that chain of events. Yeah. Of nude revenge. That's <laughs> what this show episode should be called. The one with the nude revenge. All right. We'll say Rachel is the worst. All right. Is that her first worst? No. No? No. She's got it a couple times. <laughs> I'm saying we need to get a whiteboard in here and like keep I have a spreadsheet. Sweet. I have a spreadsheet. And at the, at the end of season one, we'll we'll see where we are then. I can't wait to do it for the series. Mm-hmm. I want to see who the worst mm-hmm. was because I have a prediction. Yeah, me too. I also have a prediction I'm who's the best. For the ride. Okay. Well, there you go, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you did, um, tune in next week. We're going to talk about episode 14, the one with the cat candy hearts um but until then make sure to uh like the podcast subscribe to the podcast share the podcast around and remember we'll be there for you because you're there for us too see you later